everybody, we are recording live on Zoom for Walnut Commentary. This is our first time recording. I'm going live with Pastor Hanley. We have some friends here in the Zoom chat. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hanley, before we start, we need to clear the air, man. You and I had a little argument uh, before this entire COVID thing happened. Can you? I'm, I'm just gonna let you. I'm just gonna let you talk, man. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna let you talk. Okay, sure. I mean, we've already cleared the air, obviously. Yeah, we got to um, do it for everybody else. Yeah, but um, the, week, the week before everything shut down. So this is, this is a Wednesday leading up to the last Sunday that we gathered at church. Um, that Wednesday, I called. I, I don't know. I think I must have texted you. seemed pretty urgent. And I was then uh, communicating with Aaron. And I was like, hey, there's a chance we need to shut down. Um, and at this point, like, churches aren't shutting down yet. I say, hey, there's a point... There's a chance when you go online um, as a social media guy, like I just need to know what's possible. You know, can we live stream? Can we go online? Can we, can we move things onto virtual space? And um, my mistake, so I'll come out with that. My mistake was that um, as you were giving me some of your feedback and saying, well, no, I don't know if we really need to do that. It's, it seems like you're overreacting, Hanley. Uh, you know, um, do we really need to go to dr drastic measures and bring everything online? Uh, you also said something along, and this is pretty funny. It's not that I disagree with it, but I was like, hey, what about bringing our sermons online? And you're like, well, you know what? The men who are members of a church should lead devotions for all of their families. Like, like you know, rather than having a Sunday online sermon. I, you might have said something like that. I, I did, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm thinking from a pastoral viewpoint, like, no, we need to provide the word of God for, for the average person. I agree with you theologically. But, I'm, but then I said something to you. I said, look, I'm simply asking you a question because I need to lead a meeting on Sunday. And I need to talk to the core team about what our capabilities are. And then um, later I felt bad because then, you know, we, we ended. It wasn't like the nicest call, but you're like, okay, fine. You know, like what? I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll let you know what we can do. Here's what we can do. Um, and I think I'll try to call you back. Eventually we got on the phone. And I said, hey, man, I need to ask for your forgiveness because um, we're friends. I mean, we're, we're actually friends, you know. And uh, yeah. I was talking to you like, like just as a leader. Like, hey, man, I need some answers. <laughs> like I need to know what we can do. Um, and, and I think, I think another brother who, who does, um, you know, tech stuff and, and gets mm -hmm. us online, he probably mm -hmm. also felt like, Hey, you know, Hanley, you, it seems like you're kind of urgent. You, you, you seem over urgent about this. Like I'm overreacting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then obviously, uh, you accepted or received my forgiveness you know, or you <laughs> offered you, you, um, you received my apology and forgave me and. Uh, I, I think it's this kind of stuff just happens with us a lot. You know, uh, we argue about theology and stuff. And I think, I think that's, 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 that's my end. Um, what's funny is that that Sunday came around, we had our meeting and then the very next Wednesday, um, church shut down <laughs> and we went online. So, so I'm not saying like, like, look, man, I told you so or anything like that, you know, but, um, <laughs> But, but it was, um, yeah, I, 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 think, I think I was, I was uh, coming from a, a point of urgency, you know, just wanting, wanting to be prepared. So that's kind of what happened. That was our little argument. Uh, I, I appreciate I don't know, that, I don't man. know if you would call it an argument. but No, I, yeah, I, I think we should call it what it is, man. I think we got into argument. But, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I, had, I had to apologize too, you know. I, I think um, I could have just been straight up with you. You know, I didn't have to give you a hard time, right? I didn't have to come at you with all this other stuff. I could have just been cool and just said, okay, yeah, this is what we can do, you know, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to really get in there with my opinion. So um, yeah, I mean, thanks for, thanks for accepting my apology as well. And uh, yeah, here we are, here we are, here at COVID-19. And 
<laughs> doing this we're doing this live podcast because we, we can't are. meet in person yeah that's right um but yeah man th- thanks for doing this you know the point of this this live thing was that we wanted to make it a little bit more engaging for people we wanted to get a little bit more interaction because we're unable to see people at church you know and so um what we did was we we needed to get into some uh some some questions because I asked people if they had questions for you, right? Like we really wanted to make this as interactive as possible. And so um, we do have some questions lined up in the queue. And then uh, if, Ness, if, if we have time, we can take any live questions that people have. If you have live questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat and then uh, I'll know to get to them. But uh, Hanley, you ready to take on this first one? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this first question, it's, uh, it says, what kind of encouragement does the Bible offer to those who have to deal with disappointment, uh, disappointment and or sadness for present or upcoming events directly affected by the shelter in place order. This includes anyone with middle school promotions, senior graduations, getting married, other big anniversaries or milestones where they don't have access to the usual celebratory activities. How can one find joy in these particular lost opportunities or one-time events as they might have been eagerly anticipating. Uh, I appreciate the detail. If you ever send us questions, be sure to send us detailed questions. Hanley, you have an answer for this one. Yeah, I mean, I preached on this on the first week um, or the second week that we went online when I, when I talked about surrendering our plans to God uh, in order so that we can, in order that, so that we can see the purpose of, of God. But I'm gonna answer this from a different perspective. Um, the, the Bible does teach us how to deal with disappointment and that is to lament, but to lament to God. Um, when, we, when we lament our disappointments to God, he can turn it into a divine appointment. And what I mean by that is you actually go to God and talk to him the way that the lament psalmist, the, the lament psalms do, the psalmist do in the lament psalms. Or, or I gave a devotion on video about Habakkuk. Uh, and, um, and in Habakkuk, it's, he's lamenting to God about, not about a canceled event or something, but he's lamenting to God about the spiritual condition of Israel. And then God gives him more disappointing news. Like the Chaldeans are going to come in. I'm not going to stop them. And he laments even more. But in the end, he comes to a place where uh, he is able to rejoice in God. And so what happens when you lament to God is you tell God, say, God, you know, um, tell him why you're disappointed. Be honest with him. Say, God, you know, I'm really disappointed. You know, I really had placed a lot of joy into this event or this occasion. And now it's, now it's um, canceled. And it's okay to tell God, like, God, why me? Why me? You know, because even though you're lamenting, as long as you're lamenting to God, that's what he wants. You're in his presence. And two things happen. One, sometimes if the disappointment didn't happen, you wouldn't be having this divine appointment. You wouldn't be engaging God and seeking his presence. But something happens when you lament to God versus lamenting to the world or lamenting to yourself or complaining. When you lament to God, transformation happens because you're in his presence, you're talking to him, And before you know it, you know, because you're telling him how disappointed you are and why you're disappointed, he, he somehow gives you a supernatural joy. I really believe that. And, uh, he, he gives you, um, satisfaction that you wouldn't have had, um, if, if everything was normal. So you could have gone to those events, but you wouldn't experience the kind of joy that God wants you to uh, experience. So, so I would say it's through biblical lament, but as you lament, then I think, you know, you surrender your plans to God, to the sovereignty of God. You, um, you, you say, okay, God, these were my plans. I surrender them to you. So James chapter four, uh, verses 13 to 16, you know, Lord, 
uh, only if you will, will these things happen, uh, mm. but your will be done. And so um, surrendering your plans to God and then seeing once again, what is his purpose for canceling these events or having you go through this? And there's always a purpose. We may not understand it fully in our lifetime, uh, but, but I think we need to start by learning how to lament to God. So that's, a, that's one way to answer it. Wow. Uh, I, I want to riff on this a little bit. Like when, when you say it like that, it just seems, it seems like almost like you make it seem like, okay, yeah, do this. You know, this is, mm-hmm. is it going to be an easy process? That's really what I'm asking. Cause no, you're, you're giving us the steps, you know, like, no, it's not an easy process, but, um, but I think lament is real because it meets you where the emotions are at. Mm. See, the systematic theology would, would be the dry doctrine. Like, Hey, uh, God is completely sovereign. He's ordained every day of your life. He's sustaining mm-hmm. you. This is his will. You know, that, that's systematic theology. And I don't think that really, that's different from lament. Lament and systematic theology work together. Yes, God is sovereign. Yes, he's all loving. Yes, he, he's omniscient. Yes, we're, we're finite and he's infinite. But lament is where you meet God. And, uh, and God is interested in seeing what your emotions are. So it's not easy, but it's not hard to... I wouldn't call it complaining, but you know, if you're going to call up a friend or if you're going to mm-hmm. vent about it, or it's, it's just imagine instead of talking to God and mm-hmm. actually being raw with God and say, God, I'm really disappointed. And if he reveals to you, well, you know what? You put a little bit too much of your joy in that event happening. Well, he's done that for you, but, mm-hmm. but he's meeting you right there, you know? And so um, it's not an easy process. You could do this through journaling, through writing it. I'll, I'm not so much of that type of journaling type of guy Um, it can be through prayer obviously um, or just uh, reading through scripture and saying lord you know i'm reading this you know how does this apply to me i'm I'm not feeling it right now i i feel very disappointed and sad and uh why does this have to happen you know why does my wedding get canceled or or Mm. postponed you know we we've been having all these plans i have a hard time surrendering these plans to you Mm. so um in that sense i think it's easy to talk to god yeah. 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 Well, thank you for taking that question and thank you for submitting it. Um, feel free to, again, submit more questions in the chat. Um, but I think we can move on to the next one. Hanley, you okay moving on? Yeah, let's go. All right. Let's get another one in. This one, uh, it's a little bit more of a general question. How did this COVID-19 crisis change FCBC? Mm. Well, okay. Um, I, I think in many ways, but, but I'll start with a big theological framework. Um, you know, I, I, I think God is sovereign over all the days of our lives. Mm. He definitely, Jesus definitely cares a lot more about his church than any of us do. You know, he died for his bride. It is his bride. Mm-hmm. He's sanctifying his bride. And he could have chosen for um, the church in any age to go through whatever, but we're not in the Reformation. We're not in World War II. We're not in the Great Depression. We are in COVID-19. Yeah. And so, so I think that he's, he's purposely brought us through this. He's given us his word, and he's called us, you know, us to, to cling on to his word, to preach his word, to study his word. Um, and, and so that's, that's the big idea is that we're, we are exactly where God wants us to be. This is no mistake. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, and I mentioned in my sermon two weeks ago that it's because people get sick. It's because it's so painful. It's because lives are lost that it's so weighty that it's not just some trivial thing. And it's, it's, it's weighty. Like the cross is weighty where it, it costs Jesus his life. Yeah. Um, 
but 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 I would say one, it brings us back to the essentials, you know. And and I, I did a video on this, a three minute video this week. But when we considered um, what what transferred onto virtual space pretty seamlessly, it's it's the ministry of the word, whether it's the individual ministry of the word through through online meetings like this, phone calls, texts, or the preaching of God's word Sunday services, or I know your Sunday school class has some video posting. I know Cantonese and Mandarin did some Sunday school. Right. Um, the, the youth fellowships are doing a great job online. Uh, so the ministry of God's word goes online. Prayer meetings have increased intergenerationally and um, have increased in number. When you consider English attendance to the physical prayer meeting, it's very low. And, mm-hmm. and for some practical reasons, people can't get there. Um, it's, they're too busy. And, um, and, and there's, you know, there's, there's all three congregations. So nobody feels like it's really speaking their heart language, but prayer meeting, um, you know, people are coming together to pray, pray, you know, fellowship continues through zoom and it's, it's not ideal, but you know, Google meetings and everything, but fellowship continues and we're not able to break bread together. But when you consider acts two, four, two and the essential ministries of the church, a ministry of the word, prayer, fellowship, and the breaking of bread, three of the four were able to transfer over. And I think what it does for our church is that when we go back in, these are the same ministries that are sustaining us, the life of the church. These are the ministries that we're going to come back with. A lot of the other ministries are going to be there still, but um, at the end of the day, you know, it's not going to be as easy to do some of the big programming. Uh, yeah. For instance, when do children come back? Children can't do social distancing. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even if the government says you, you know, you guys can, can gather two fifty, like how do you, what parents are going to bring their children, you know? So yeah, you know, do you, do you then just keep, you know, the children with the parents through service and, you know, is it, are parents going to bring their kids? So, so how do you, how, how do you do big ministries like that? So some of these ministries, Awana, it's happening online. Uh, children's ministry is happening online. So, so a lot of this is when we bring it back, because God designed the church to be physical, not online. Mm-hmm. When, when the Lord decides to bring it back, um, you know, we will come back with the essentials and some of the clunkier ministries, like I don't, I'm, I haven't listed any of those, but <laughs> yeah. some of the ones that, that take a lot of production, take a lot of resources, drain mm-hmm. us out. And they're not really contributing to our vision of disciple making. And they're not really needed now. Maybe we won't need them later, you know, mm-hmm. so we don't have to bring them back. So it kind of brings a renewal or revival or repentance. I think another thing it's doing is that, you know, there's a lot of things that FCBC Walnut, um, we don't mean to do it, but we can find our comfort in our size, mm. you know, our size, um, our overflowing parking lot to the point where we complain about it. Man, there's no parking. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, people would rejoice in other churches like, yes, people are coming to our church. Yeah. Um, you know, we were, we have a lot of momentum put into the new building. I've mentioned this and that's a good thing to celebrate, but what do we do with that now? I mean, it's going to come, but, um, when can we really utilize it, right? So then when we come back in, our hearts will, will not be focused so much on the production, I don't think, but it's, we'll, we'll be so uh, joyful or filled with joy just to be able to sing together and hear God yeah. in person. So, yeah. so that's, that's, that's what I, I mean. Like a lot of things that we take uh, joy in, our entire menu list of ministries, um, you know, or, or our, our staff, it's not that big, but the size of our staff, a lot of those things are good things, but um, I think we're learning to find joy in, being able to fellowship with God's people, being able mm-hmm. to continue the, the ministry of his word, being able to pray together. Those are the things that I think COVID-19, has, has, God is using it to shape and sharpen our church. And so I, I think this is for his good and for our, for his glory and for our good, though it's not good in the sense where, you know, people get sick and the economy is bad, but it's. Right, it's, right. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that, that kind of leads into another question that, that we had submitted. Um, but again, if you guys have questions, put them in the chat. And if we can't get to them today, we'll, we'll get to them the next time we do this. Um, but you kind of mentioned it already. You, you, you said, Hanley, that we'll, we'll open when God leads us to reopen or when God tells us to reopen. Um, we had a question submitted. Um, I guess a pastor, a local pastor, uh, was asking other pastors to consider praying to open doors to church on mm-hmm. May 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was making the rounds in social media, I guess, in our local local area. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any thoughts on that? Praying to open doors to church on May 31st. Yeah, I mean, I would hope to go back as soon as possible, but there's a, there's a few things we need to consider. Um, number one is is that um, when you talk to medical professionals, this is no hoax. This is no conspiracy theory. I mean, it doesn't matter how the virus came out or, or who's behind it or what political side you fall on. I mean, literally people are getting sick. Mm-hmm. And people are dying. And if you don't want to call it COVID, you want to call it something else, we have a problem. And um, we also have a problem that, that uh, many people who have COVID-19 are, are asymptomatic and they can easily pass it to other people, and it passes really quickly in large crowds. So however we want to cut it, um, I think we need to be careful. And so do we want to gather? Sure. But that's what I mean by God is the one who can end this right away, or he can provide vaccine through medical technology. Um, you know, he, he, he can, this is his church. You know, if he wants churches to come back together, it'll be easy for us to Back to you. So that's number one is that we need to be, we need to be wise. Um, yes, there's a balance between being faithful and saying, hey, we're the church, let's gather. Uh, but yeah. we also need to be wise and say, okay, there's a reality here. And, and we do need to be prudent in terms of um, being pro-life, right? So we say we're pro-life in the sense of, of pro-life um, against abortion. You know, are you pro-life for elderly who are susceptible mm-hmm. to this? Are you pro-life mm-hmm. for children that can get it and, and get really sick? So we need right. to be pro-life. Um, uh, number two, Romans 13 says, submit to the government. So when mm-hmm. the government says, hey, no gathering of more than 50 or 250, um, I don't think at this point this is a threat against our civil, civil liberties. This is not directly targeted at the church. Can it be eventually? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to be ready for that. But First Peter also says, submit to the emperor, like the Roman Empire, right? Right, right. So, so I think right now this is not targeted at only the church. I mean, Industries are losing money that government would want those industries to thrive. Like sports is canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, concerts yeah. are canceled. Like liberal yeah. stuff is canceled. Like yeah. you know, theaters are closed. You know, um, yeah. you know, places where you see sinful things on a screen, they're closed. Mm-hmm. And so this is not only targeted at the church. Um, if it was just, okay, everybody else open, but churches must close, then that's a whole different story. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't see this right now as a threat on our civil liberties, and I think we need to submit to our governing authorities because the Bible says so. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, th- so those are those are two, two, two big things I think about reopening. And then the third one is more of a, uh, I think we, we need to understand how human nature works. Remember, we're ministering to people. Not everybody is in Christ already, and we want to be able to reach people. And there are people of different levels of spiritual maturity. Is that uh, legality, just because something is legal, doesn't mean that social behavior is equal to that. So let's just say the government says on May 31st, okay, gatherings of 500 can gather. 
So mm. all, all churches, medium, big, go ahead and come back together. Um, just because they, they say that if a, if a vaccine is not out yet, it doesn't mean that people are going to come. Mm-hmm. And some people, once again, they have good reasons. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're susceptible or they're just fearful. And we have to understand how social behavior works. And, and so to say, and I'm not saying that this pastor, I know who he is. I mean, I respect him actually, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's saying this, but if any pastor says like, okay, you know, government says we're going to gather again, we're going to shut down all online ministries. I think that's being a little selfish. I, I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, yeah, the church is not online. The church needs to be a physical gathering. But, but what about those who legitimately cannot come and shouldn't come? Right. 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 So I think if we really love our members, we really love our people, then, then we will look at, you know, how do, we, how do we make the ministry of the word possible by any means? And so that's what I would say. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So let, let, let's, let, let me just push this just a little bit further for you. Okay. I'm just going to push it a little bit. Let's say the government says that it's okay for us to meet. All right. But for me, I'm like a little bit scared. And so therefore I'm like, hey, Pastor Hanley, um, you know, I'm not going to show up to church. I'm just going to keep doing the online thing. When does that become like, well, Aaron, the Bible says that you need to gather, you know, versus me acting out of my fear. I I think this might be, you know, a a problem that some people might have, myself included. Uh, What would you have to say to that? Yeah, I wouldn't guilt people. I mean, I I think it's up to their conviction. I think if, if people have very young children, um, or again, if they're susceptible or they have an underlying disease, or if they're just like, hey, I want to see how things lay out, um, I, I think that's fine. I, I think what we have to remember is that people naturally want to gather. People miss physical fellowship and face-to-face contact. So when you're talking about the genuine believer, I don't think there's one genuine believer that would say, hey, I really, really prefer to stay online forever. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you have if you have those who believe in online only church, and there are those pastors and and um, evangelicals who have a, you know only online church, then I would say that is a question of ecclesiology. Is that mm. is that the church is designed in the New Testament to be a physical gathering? And so I, I do think that if a vaccine comes out, you know, if things level out, and if someone says, "Hey, I really prefer just to wake up and turn on the TV." or turn on my computer, then I, I think that's, that's when we begin to say, okay, you know, you're a member of the church. We want to highly exhort you to come back mm, and be mm. part of the, the physical gathering. But I think there will be a, a, quite a while, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know how long, at least six months where I think it's reasonable. And even after, even a year, maybe depends if there's a mm. second spike. I read something today that it, that it mutated. <laughs> the sure. Virus. Yeah. 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 I know so what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in medicine. I don't know what this is like, but I'm just looking at the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, you know, you, you have to lead us. What, what do you want mm. us to say? What do you want us to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks Hanley for, for taking these questions. Uh, we're going to end the recorded portion of this, of this meeting. And then we'll just, we'll just kind of hang out in the chat for a little bit, but um, yeah, thanks for doing this Hanley. Maybe we'll do this one again. Hopefully you and I don't get into any, any other arguments between now and then so we can make sure to do this. Thanks man. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>